Welcome, everybody, to the album Crawl with your host, Paul Johnson, and my co-host, James Johnson. This is the podcast for reviewing albums. Every week, we crawl through an album one song at a time, touching on music production, songwriting, uh, music history, uh, anything that catches our curiosity, and most of it is artist-specific. So this week, we are reviewing Moondance. By Van Morrison, 1970. This are we isn't, reviewing it? I don't think we're reviewing it. You, I, we're we're not reviewing it as in giving it a grade, but we're we're crawling it. I think would be the, you know I, I'm saying reviewing it as in we're opening the book on it. You know we're we're reviewing it. I suppose would be the better word. L- legally speaking, we're reviewing it because if we're reviewing it right, we can play the songs. <laughs> we're re-listening it because we're not viewing anything because it's music. If we want to get into the root words here, fine. <laughs> and that's we're what reviewing we're doing. And that's what we're doing today. Well, we're crawling. I don't, we're crawling it. Yeah. So uh, this is a, this is an album that I picked um, after last week reviewing Fleet Fox's uh, self-named album from 2008. And we 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 have a rule where you have to every week we're switching the decade that the decade and probably genre too although this doesn't really follow that rule where uh during at which the album was made so i took it back to to van morrison 1970 with no real logical path and just kind of heard it and was like that's going to be a cool album um so jay hey what a what a great follow-up though what ended up being like a really good follow-up to flea foxes yeah i think they go hand in hand Less so even than I would have guessed, but more like it, it, did, it worked out really well, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the, the as far as the acoustic goes, I mean. Yeah. It, it, and you possibly know. in terms of, you know, layering and a little bit of like intricacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. General, in terms of song, vibes vocal going. backing for sure. Yeah, yeah, vocal backing for sure, and some of the vibes and and the universe, some of the universal themes and like nature themes are are there for sure. But uh, okay, Jay, what do you think? I want to hear. I want to hear what you like. What did you think of Van Morrison before this? And because Uh I think he's such a big figure, where we all different ideas of like what, who, and what Van Morrison is, and uh, and then what, and then what do you think now after listening to this whole album? Yeah, let's let's do Van Morrison to me before this. Van Morrison to me before this is two things, which I imagine for a same for a lot of people, if not one thing, it's Brown Eyed Girl and Moon Dance. <laughs> and Brown Eyed Girl is a song that, is, while being good, has been so ridiculously overplayed that it barely counts as a song anymore. It's just a thing that exists. <laughs> I, I can't I like all star worse no well I guess all star is kind of a joke but I can't imagine someone genuinely being like go like looking up brown eyed girl to play it to to listen to it like 
why would you do that? We've all heard it so many times that no one needs to hear it ever again. We've heard it. Like, who would go to Spotify and be like, you know what I'm going to listen to right now? Brown Eyed Girl and not I mean, it's, feeling... It's, it's, a, it's a super happy song. If, if you like no, classic it, rock, like, it's the same thing as listening to, like, Sweet Caroline. Like, you would never... I, I get exactly. what you're saying. Or even That's like, what I'm saying. But, but like, I, I still listen to American Pie sometimes just by myself. Really? Yeah, because uh, it's American just like, it's Pie. a long, it's got ups and downs. It's a fun song. It's like, yeah, you know, I think American entertaining. Pie is a little, a little different. I think that's, yeah, a I think different. so too. It's a ballad. This is, yeah, this is a song that's like, I don't, again, for like a party or something, like in the background, that's a different yeah, song. I'm saying like, song. if I'm walking or like, if I'm doing something just by myself, I would never, ever li- pull up brown eye, whatever. This is, this is too much of time to spend on this, but I, I'm just saying, I've heard <laughs> agree, it so yeah. much. We all know what it's you're that saying. that song. Moon I Dance, I knew sort of. Honestly, I knew it mostly from the Mike Blue Blake cover, which is how I first got introduced to that when I was like in the third grade, which I guess you might be the same. Didn't even know that he covered it. Oh my God. Or maybe I did and I just forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know anything other than that. I didn't know anything about this guy. So anything other than that, the, the, the guy that wrote Brown Eyed Girl and Moon Dance, I don't know anything about him. In my mind, he was classic rock Americana, sort of like Neil young E, but less... Uh, sure. Not, not famous, but definitely less like critically acclaimed, like is not around, like I don't see his name pop up anymore at all. Like to me, he just exists in this like, 60s 70s era and that, that's that's sort of where he um stayed and uh yeah so that's where he was and then you said that we were listening to this and i was like oh yeah well that we probably should preface if anyone actually made it to the end of the last episode where paul said we were going to do one album yeah thank you was blowing yeah. your mind blowing yeah your mind. blowing your mind yep that's van morrison's, uh, morrison's first album but now we're doing moon dance uh, which is his third album yes I'm just ad-libbing you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, what was I saying? Now we're going going into this album. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected. And I would say, I was like, oh, oh okay. There's some real actual worthy, I don't know worthy, but like way more interesting musical intricacies here that i was not expecting (laughs) it's definitely not brown eyed girl is it (laughs) exactly i was expecting just like americana nothingness just like nostalgic like oh man remember when times were good yeah that was nice let's just sing about that forever but oh like the eagles uh, yeah yeah fuck the eagles well that's not the first time the eagles are going to come up in this episode in fact i'm going to bring them up here in about two minutes should we hate listen to a? Uh, oh, it's crossed my mind. In fact, <laughs> it's on the list of, of albums. I, would it make me? I would be so mad at myself if I ended up liking it. Well, you would because like, the Eagles are good. It's, so it's funny now being re- <laughs> it's funny now being removed from the Steely Dan episode we did because at at the time I was like, oh, you know what? I actually kind of like this, and now uh, more away from it, I'm I'm back to I don't think I like it at all. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I... <laughs> the, well, the Steely Dan is just such a timepiece. That was just like such a. There's no music like that. That is just such a bizarre album and sound. Yeah, I think I just like got respect for it in terms of like it being more at least interesting. Whereas like this album, I listened to it and I was like, I would play some of these songs. I would throw these songs on some playlists. Like this yeah. is like 
I I really like this song. This album to me is a, a like a masterpiece. Like it's amazing. I yeah. There's, wow. Okay. Wow. I in terms of like what it's going for and like masterpiece in terms of like it's not. Well, I'll touch on this when we get to the songs. But like I was impressed. I okay. had a very good time listening to it. That's great. That's killer. Well, okay. So so that's that's awesome to hear. And I I had some similar thoughts, and we'll we'll touch on those as as we go along through each song. Uh, but but before you know before we start getting into things, I want to get first of all fill you in on who Van Morrison is a little bit and talk about this album. So Van Morrison is uh, George Ivan Morrison. So Van Morrison is just his middle name and his last name. Uh, basically, he's a Northern Northern Irish uh, singer, and yeah. he, Northern Irish. So he's Irish as hell. You can't he's not tell. Merit. Oh. No, he's super Irish, and uh, and. And, you know, maybe I'll bring it up now, but he moved to New York to record this album. So obviously he is very influenced by jazz and blues, but he's also influenced by Irish folk and oh. and rock. Wow. So he was he actually so he was 25 year old, years old when he made this album. Pretty but terrible. he joined, he was he was big in like when he was like 17 and 18 with a band called Them. Have you heard of them before? It's super easy to say. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I know. Right, yeah. Sure. So I'm wondering how many times that joke's been made. But they they were like a garage Irish garage band, and he they actually made some covers and made made a few hits uh, when he was like in his teens. So then he went solo, and and now forty of his albums have been in the UK top forty, and he's knighted. So he's a wow. he's a bona fide top you know Paul McCartney level star in the UK. Well, I mean, Paul Carney is from the UK, but yeah, but that's what level he's on. I don't know what other. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a Paul McCartney of the UK because Paul McCartney is a Paul McCartney of the UK. <laughs> I'm just saying he's, yeah, he's yeah, up yeah. on that level, and he also came up at the same time. Interesting. Oh wow, I had no forty idea. of his albums. He had forty albums in the top forty, not the top one hundred. Top forty. That's crazy. All basically is, every single one of his albums. That's that's a lot of albums. <laughs> Yeah, this dude, and That's, he's still making music, and he's still still pumping out jams, and he's, yeah, still his touring. His most recent song was the latest record project, and I was like, <laughs> "Are you listening to it?" No, I did not listen to oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I didn't go in either. Uh, no, I come, I'm kind of curious, but I mean, the, I'm sure the Duke is still singing. He's 75 years old. Oh my god, that's incredible! Forty albums on the top forty. That's that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, so this dude is yeah, bo- pretty much a bona fide superstar um in america he's he's less uh, less so but he still is obviously a huge star yeah but he recorded this uh in new york so he moved he moved from ireland to new york when he was 25 and recorded in the catskills mountains oh nice and guess who he well have you seen dirty dancing uh, I have not seen Dirty Dancing. It's come up too many times in my life for me not to see it at this point, but I haven't seen it. So, I mean, do you know what the Catskills Mountains are? Catskills Mountains is just like super rich people in New York, and it was kind of developed into a place where people actually live in like the '60s. Is that right? Yeah, kind of. But it, yeah, it was also like a huge like yeah like resort area. So like people would oh that's right for the summer and spend like weeks there. A lot a lot of Jewish people, and oddly enough, just because we did listen to the Fleet Foxes episode last week, but their new record, um, Shore, was written because he was living in Greenwich Village, I think it still is, uh, Robin Pecknold, and uh, he would uh, drive up to the Catskills Mountains like every other weekend. No, there you go. Yeah. 
So it's yeah, I, I bet a ton of records have been made in the like folk records, especially, have been made up there. Yeah, I plan to go soon. Get, yeah, got to, got to. So, uh, so he also is a multi instrumentalist, so he plays the harmonica, keyboard, saxophone. I'm sure by now he probably plays every instrument on the board, but this is even at the time he played all those instruments. On this album, he played just the acoustic rhythm, but he kind of was, this was, this real, you said masterpiece. This is his kind of magnus opus, I think is the magnum opus is the term. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he released the his second album and this album with Warner Brothers, but the second album was not a hit at all. And this album, he basically said to Warner Brothers, hey, all those people you give me for my album, I'm kicking them all out. And he brought in all his own people for this album amazing so, so i he, love that yeah. so he he recorded he produced all of this himself he wrote all the songs himself zero credits um and basically brought his own people in the only other person who's credited on the album is lewis Merenstein, who is the executive producer from warner brothers who obviously is on the record and that's it everything else is just him besides yep. the besides the besides the uh whatever the musicians yeah ex yeah exactly besides the musicians now it's wow. that it's so this is going to come up a few times that all the add-ons for the song like little transitions and stuff like that outside of the main chords are all improvised so i went through and i checked out some different takes of each song uh, i saw that There's yes a bunch of like yeah different takes for a lot of these on like the extended versions yeah so a whole bunch of different takes because a lot of it's like improvised and kind of like played around with he based apparently van morrison didn't write any of the song lyrics down he just had a, all these arrangements and lyrics in his head and went into and spent two months august and september with these people just replaying and replaying and trying to hit these songs wow love that so, so I, you, I, oh I go that for means it that the lyrics didn't mean that much because i definitely didn't read them i didn't feel like it was that much requirement <laughs> oh yeah yeah we'll talk yeah we'll go through song by song on that uh, okay. for sure but uh this is this is something that i that really blew my mind about this uh the hits on this album when it came out it reached the top 30 in the u.s and yeah. that the hits on the album were caravan into the mystic and come running those were all the radio hits from this album <laughs> so none of those are even remotely close to his top songs now but at the time those were the hits off the album what to the mystic is is his number two song on spotify is it? I thought it was Crazy Love and uh, Moondance and Brown Eyed Girl. No, because I remember, I know listening to this, I was like, listening to Into the Mystic, and I was like, damn, this one's so good. How is this buried in the middle of this album? And I'm like, oh, this is one of his number one songs. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is his second song. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. I thought I had it as Crazy I, Love. So, okay, Into the Mystic is his number two song. Wow. Which... You can always get a lot of information from that. That's pretty cool. So people are still listening yeah. to Into the Mystic a whole lot. Which I fully stand behind. <laughs> I, it, that actually surprises me for sure. It's a great song. Though. Really? Uh, uh, I, yeah, well, we'll get to that for sure. Last, last note, um, the mix engineer on this, Elliot Shiner, he, this is his first hit as a mix engineer, and he went on to win 27 Grammys including get this producing the Eagles as well as a, oh. a bunch of other major artists. So Gross. pretty, pretty Can cool. This was his first, this pretty cool that this was his first hit. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, okay. triple platinum. That, that, that brings, wow. 
Oh, oh, oh you know what? I have to. I have to give up the last two. I have to give up these last two ones before we get there, and then we'll get into the album. Okay. Spin Spin Magazine reviewed this as the Great White Soul album. I, I just took. I had to take the quotes on that, and then it was number sixty-five on Rolling Stone's Greatest Five Hundreds Albums of All Time, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had it in its definitive two hundred albums. So this is generally okay. yeah in the in the top list. Honestly, not surprised. Uh, I have to listen to this. I'm like, how do I not know these? Okay. Nope. I was almost getting sneeze. I, uh, oh, it's still right there. It's like creeping. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> just get there, baby. Give me that. <laughs> now that I forget what I was going to say, uh, you cut me off and I forgot. This is what happens. This is why you shouldn't cut people off. Fuck. <sighs> It's fine. Uh, what were we talking about before you? Said I was on. I said mix engineer Elliot Shiner. Seven. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So uh, that rem- I, I wanted to point, or I don't know, bring it up is that we are listening to the remastered version of this. There's no non-remastered True. version on Spotify. And yeah. I don't. Did you maybe seek out a non-remastered version? I did not seek out a non-remastered version. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the times, what you're getting that the re- you're just getting new technology, and it's just going to be cleaner. So, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super interested in hearing the fuzzy version. I, I'm not super interested. The only reason I am is because the, I have so many notes on here about like it sounds so good, <laughs> and then I was like, is that why it sounds so good? Because I'm like, it's unbelievable. The, I, I think the production on this album. I oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt, no Numerous doubt times. at all that that is a huge effect as far as the cleanness of the album. But the mixing yeah. doesn't change. It's not the remix. The re, you know, it's just you're just talking when you're talking about mastering. You're talking about making it louder. You're talking about like yeah. cleaning up some of the lost stray frequencies and stuff like that. So right. it's not it's not that much but different. The- it's just a tighter. Tighter, it should still be yeah that's i wanted to i i didn't do it and i wish i would have just to hear because I, I imagine it's still like really really good i just wanted to hear exactly like i i feel like I, we cheated like not cheated but i don't know like it feels like i don't know i want to hear the actual one wow yeah but that's anyway, actually that's I, a great note and there was two times it was remastered so you could find the 1993 remaster or you could find the 2010 remaster or 2017 or something like that was it it was a newish 13 you're looking at it right 13 now. okay cool see your screen oh there it is <laughs> it says it on every Let's single song it. i'm excited right, cool. to listen to this with you all right all right so first song and it stoned me and the rain came pouring down me and billy standing there with a silver half a crown and the tackle on our backs we just stood there getting wet with our backs against the fence. Oh, the water. Oh, the water. Oh, the water. Hope it don't rain all day. And it's strongly to my soul. Don't be just like Jelly Rose Yet it's stormy Yet it's stormy To my soul 
So I would love to just look, play this entire song because it's one of those songs that the the kind of lyrics change through the song and it all ties together in a beautiful bow. Um, but and this is probably the only song in this album that I'll talk about the lyrics actually. Okay. All right. I mean, oh, that's not true. That's not true because I always bring up the lyrics. But the the <laughs> lyrics on this song, the storytelling on this song is really really nice and classy and really just a good exa- a good example for anybody who would want to learn song songwriting um but uh yeah, okay well I, I okay you know what every every album okay well i'm going to for sure but I, every album it seems like we talk about is this a good interest song so i, I think it would be it's we'd be fucking, remiss we would be remiss not I, to do it on this one that's the only note i have on this song it's so fucking bad as an album opener yeah it's I an awful hate- album opener okay thank god i was like there might be no album opener on this album what there's no, would, war, there's no warm in it's just it's just straight to it i think i think you could easily put a brand new day or come running as an intro maybe even every come running could be a nice intro song yeah. This is I don't this is a mid album filler and I don't know why This is a mid album filler? Oh, it's because you don't know the lyrics, dude. It's because you don't yeah, know exactly. the story. Oh dude, I'm let me enlighten you, dude. Yeah, you say that and I'm like, oh maybe that's I guess that's what I was missing. This is so I, cool. The song is so cool. I do not like Okay, this. okay, so so here's what's going on with the song. Well, first of all, obviously you get the idea that it's like this is just like life is just overwhelming him. And yeah. it's it's a day in the, it's a day in the life stream of consciousness song where he's walking to the county fair and the, it's rains pouring down and they're le- leaning up against the fence and it just kind of hits them all at once at this just with the water all oh, there's so much water just all over the place you know and then a truck yes. picks him up and they bring him down the road to the county fair but they see this lake so they say screw it we're not going fishing we're jumping in the lake and going for a swim and then he goes oh the water oh the water is just oh completely overwhelming him you know it's like it brings the water in on a separate circumstance now he's swimming and then later in the day they're walking down the road again and they see this old man and he bring and they're thirsty as hell and the old man says here take this water and then he goes and they drink the water and it's you know and that water the again that water hits them so hard and then the old man says i get it from the mountain stream myself so it's kind of like a it's these different uses of water um which is obviously super 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 simple but it, the way he ties it all together oh, yeah. that, that bridge yeah. is is just clinical and and very uh, that, nice that's simple but powerful that uh, does make me like it a little bit more but no i, I still I, I just honestly if it, maybe if it was in like a different part of the album i feel differently but the fact that i had to start it every time with this just it made me not want to listen to it to be honest the whole album which is wow. hilarious yeah, huh. and that, as I I stand by my comments before, like I think this is an amazing album. <laughs> you don't you don't like this song? This yeah, this is definitely yeah. One, this is def this was one of my favorites just because I like the sound of it. I didn't even get the story until like six songs in, but that's funny. Really? I, I actually I just really like the way this song kind of dribbles through. Kind of it's like a Bob Dylan song where it's just a, a old school storytelling, kind of like Tangled Up in Blue or something like that where. It's yeah. it just reels Tangled back to the blue course. comes off as much. I, don't, 
I, I don't know a better word than cooler than this song to me. Uh, <laughs> makes, I think we like it, like it more. But uh, this song, it just like, uh, oh, it's so funny that he's not American, but like hearing- It is so American. Vaguely hearing the, yeah, vaguely hearing the lyrics and like something about a country road and like all that stuff. I'm just like, this is where I thought it was like, is this just going to be like, fucking old timey like oh man back in the day when we had these small towns like those so <laughs> like fuck you were worried that this was gonna this? end up being like kind of like a back roads folk album yeah a hundred i mean i get that after it's hearing tough. this i thought i was gonna i thought we were listening to neil young and i don't like neil young either maybe neil young's good I oh guess. I don't dude know. i just like i gotta take a but, pause but man you forgot I mean. to talk about well, you forgot to talk about the album cover hmm Oh yeah, I was gonna bring that up too after the song. That's my. That's listening. totally my bad. Uh, um. Yeah. But, okay. Also, <laughs> another thing that makes me not want to listen to this album. <laughs> rewind. Rewind. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. The face. How about this? Tell me he doesn't look like Vincent Van Gogh. Wait, that's funny. Mia said the same exact thing. He does. It looks. I mean. How, I mean. I, how could? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this has got to be a super common fact. The dude looks just like Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I wouldn't even remotely make come, come. I mean, yeah, I guess so. That just seems. She's like, doesn't that seem like just like a self portrait with the. It blue? does. And I was like, oh yeah, it does. Yeah, we pulled it up next to each other, and they totally They're both gingers too. Mm. Yeah. And oh no, he's he's French. It's funny because the uh, the album. Oh, uh, he's what well, Van Gogh. He's Dutch. Van. He's Dutch, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Dutch. Although yeah. I thought Van Morrison oh, was Dutch man. too before this, because Van. But you know, so not. Yeah. Um, Van Gogh, Van Morrison, maybe he's a reborn what, the, from the Mystic. Is the the album's called Moon Dance. This is he could have chosen a thousand different covers, but he went with this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he had four. He had five months to think about this album cover from the time they recorded it until the time it came out. And he was like, perfect. Mm-hmm. But in a way, I get it because he had Blowing Your Mind, which was a classic late 60s album cover with the bubble letters. And then Astral Weeks, I think it was called, which was kind of like a nothing, apparently like a jazz fusion album. And then this this was just, I think he saw this in a way as his as his masterpiece. And that's why his face is plastered all over it. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, look, I did this all myself. Here you fucking go. Look at me. Not looking at the fucking camera. I'm not gonna look at it. It doesn't. Do <laughs> <laughs> How not to look at the camera, Van Morrison edition? Yeah, Jesus Christ! It's every picture. There's not one of him looking at the camera. Well, yeah. Wait, 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 would you like an album cover where the guy's just staring at the camera? Also, it bothers just me staring that at he your has, soul through the album cover. I, I hate that he has a beard and such a strong goatee. Yeah, we don't get to see the full goatee in any of them. No, the beard's the, the little, chin's cut off. Yeah, the chin's cut. <laughs> That's because I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's the Irish medieval thing he's got going on. He's got no chin beard. It's just one of these bad boys where it goes from the mustache <laughs> to the side chop. You know, I think that's what's I, going on. I think I'm like a, a, a biker when I think of that, but yeah, I guess I guess it could be. That. Oh, that was a, yeah, that was a medieval look for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what he's rocking. You think it's subconscious? Also, he's got like the little pokey sideburn things. You see those? Oh, oh, I want to make a note. Okay, okay. Any more? Any more on the album cover? That we just no, dow- doused all over. It. Took I a little pee pee on. I hate. It. I I uh. It's a poor and it's a poor who, who? thing. Okay. Okay. The uh, the point of the album cover, in a way, like purely based off money. Is in your more, opinion. In oh, my, purely based off money. Okay. Purely based off money is that you want someone flipping through uh, uh records to be like, oh, what's this? 
<laughs> yeah, what's but, this? But, but, I want to see what music. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and and if you if but this this I think part of the best part about this album was that he said screw the record company and what they want from me. Right. <laughs> this is a pure yeah, yeah, pure yeah. artist take. Which that this album cover that makes, makes me like that less. Because then I see this and I'm like, oh, we're going to listen to some guy who's fucking obsessed with himself and what he can do with music. And that makes me like this album less than just the statement of it. Like the visual appearance of that, I, I dislike. Yeah, it would have been really cool if there was some sort of moon dance thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I want to I bring it back to the song, obviously. But I, uh, before I do, you, you mentioned Neil Young. And Neil Young, I think, when, when did Neil Young start making songs? It was probably the early 70s, right around the same time. Well, he, he was in Buffalo Springfield, which was in the 60s, I believe. That's true. Yeah. Okay, cool. But that but that's slightly different music, I guess. This is this is I guess this is this is kind of of its time, I suppose. This yeah. uh, and it stoned me what? for sure. Moon Day? Yeah, and it stoned me definitely. I, I mean like these songs are of their time, but in my mind, much more classic than a, than you know a Steely Dan. <laughs> more timeless. Like, these, yeah, these are not time pieces. More timeless. A hundred, a hundred, even, even in Estonia, like, I, I honestly think that I could play these songs, no problem, like, I, I was going to make a point that, like, if I saw this record in a record store, I'd buy it, like, I wouldn't have any problem, just like, it, it doesn't bother me to listen to it in a way that listening to uh, Steely Dan bothers me, where I'm like, it just sounds so dated that you're like, Ugh, I'm just listening to <laughs> Me <the> neither, <laughs> me neither, but, but I do, have, I do have to say that I expected more, I expected more pop out of Van Morrison, I thought I was going to get more pop, and so I was a little disappointed when I picked when I picked this because I only knew Moondance and Crazy Love off of it, and Crazy Love those are those are two really pinpoint songs that are just ex just excellent songs that know exactly what they're doing, and the rest of this album yeah. is not that at all. And I was surprised by it, and I didn't like it for the first two listens, and then after that, I started understanding what Van Morrison was doing, and then I was like, oh, he nailed this. It took took me yeah, some time. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I guess I didn't come at come at it with any preconceptions. So I immediately was like, first I fucking hated the first song, then Moon Dance came on. And I was like, okay, I like this. And then I got and then after that I was like, okay, and away we go. Well, let's do it like, again. Let's do it again. Yeah. On speaking let's of, let's go to Moon Dance. <laughs> It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neat the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night Magic seem to whisper and hush. You know the soft moonlight seems to shine in your blush. Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Can I just make some more romance with you, my love? Well, I wanna make love to you tonight I can't wait till the morning has come And I know now the time is just right And straight into my arms you will run
kind of like last song that's just that kind of repeats through two or three times yeah Something all right what's what's your favorite instrument in this song there's only one right answer that's a great question it's not the flute i'm sorry oh you got the wrong that you said the, the only thing you couldn't say <laughs> uh maybe i guess maybe it is the flute i don't know i I love, honestly, weirdly love the the use of the acoustic guitar in a jazz setting for this song. Oh, like, well, you're, it, that's the, you're, you, me and you are going to be speaking the same language then, because I think that's the most brilliant part of this song, probably. Yeah, that that was like a big thing. It took me a while to like really realize that. I'm like, damn, okay. I mean, like, I guess there's acoustic guitar in jazz songs, but the use of it in this, like, that bring okay. the flavor into this jazz song. Can, can, can I? Can I? Can I? Cool. Can I show show this again? I'm gonna rerun through probably the cool one of the coolest acoustic guitar works I've I've heard. Check this out. So you got. You just got a bass line and a piano. That acoustic guitar comes in right there. And it's loud. It's it's probably the loudest instrument besides the vocals. And that adds a whole bunch of rhythm for the, you know, you know. And then it speeds up, double speed. Acoustic. dum 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 And those drums. Yeah, the, drums the drums are the drums are fantastic on this song. They're like that perfect loose tightness that you want from from jazz. That those the 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 rides and then the toms. Uh-huh. Okay, I want I want to play something for you because I think this is going to blow your mind here. I'm going to play Moondance Take 22. So oh, there's right, there's at least listen to it again. You 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 listen to this this exact take? Yeah, it's on the extended version on Spotify. Oh on crap. Like, I only listened to like 20 seconds of it. So oh, okay, here, it. here. Let's go through it. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies And all the leaves on the trees Where's are the falling Where's the sound it's of the there. breezes that blow And I'm trying to see your heartstrings that play so low. I got a weird little like bridge instrumental. Super it strange. It, it makes it so much more of like a generic jazz song. Oh, by the way, we're on YouTube right now, but go back to it. In the in the suggested songs, you see the very best of Van Morrison. That's the fucking album cover. I'm like, oh, I remember flipping through our CDs so many times, like when we were kids. And our parents owning that. No, go up right there. The very best, the Van Van Morrison Moon Dance. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that so many times. I, I wouldn't. Have let's talk about this for a second because what what you have here is a completely different song. It's just insane yeah. to me that 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 this this hit. That, okay, in a way, I'm going to bring up this word, but to me, this album seems a bit like a miracle because it just seems like a a whim. Like Van Morrison just slung everything he had at one shot and like and and just nailed this. Like it's like almost like there's a lot of luck involved because it's like it's well, just it's the 
it's not the opposite of steely dan yes the opposite of steely dan it's instead of it's instead of micromanaging each thing to make a perfect song he just did the bunch of songs a bunch of times until he found the perfect one yeah which like in a way it's the same but in a way it's different you know but but he also did something super important he freed the musicians the the piano transitions are one of the best parts of moon dance like in between in between little takes bars and stuff yeah but but in this in this take 22 the piano transitions are like Dana, the, there's nothing there the piano just what the pianist just wasn't there wasn't feeling it you know yeah yeah but so to get all the all the musicians like that like just complete freedom for all the musicians to all hit like that man that yeah, was just a beautiful I, thing well i don't think this version is necessarily bad it's just a it's a completely different song it's just crazy it's a, it's crazy how different it is this is, I, I don't know of any other, I don't know, oh, I don't know jazz that well, and I don't really like jazz that much, but, like, this song definitely stands apart for me. Like, I, okay, to be honest, before you told me that he was credited with everything, I didn't know if this was, like, a standard or not. Like, I thought this might have been, like, a standard of, like, jazz music. Oh, like, yeah. And then it, it still, like, stands apart from, like, a lot of other things. Yeah, That's I don't, I don't know. Who play covering it. And, uh, by the way, listen to it. It's. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, but I think I like Michael Bublé's version more. It's so good. That's just well, Michael Bublé has just got that studio excellence. He's got the best musicians in the world. Just yeah. And yeah, and yeah, this yeah. and and the the thing is, they could just they could just steal this and then redo it. You know, it doesn't have to have the creative power. It just has to be done perfectly. Of of, of course, this this is different. But, but yeah, that yeah, being yeah. said, uh, while you speak of like the musician perfect whatever studio power. This, I mean, this, the the recording and the, I don't know, precision of all the instruments on this is unbelievable. True. It's so good. You can hear every fucking instrument crystal clear and like you, you can appreciate each instrument for what they are as opposed to it just like being the song. True. Like you can, can literally listen to each part that you want to, which is really, really cool. And, and we're going to do that right now because I'm going to pop forward to the solo. Piano and sax solo combined. Very, very good. I had it noted too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. How could you not notice? It's nice. It's a great song. Yeah. You're letting me see your notes right now? You're letting me see your notes? It's so, it's so, it's so, I just want to call this song lucky because it's just so perfect. And like, it's, it's just, it's almost hard for me to believe that how much of it was freestyled. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is really unbelievable. I mean, I, I also just really appreciate freestyle, you know, improvisation in music. I think it's, it's one of, it's the hardest thing to do because you can't master it. This really makes me, this really makes me hate Steely Dan so much more. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who just absolutely can't stand them. I don't. I don't like them either. I don't like them as people. They're, this solo, 
the, my, I just will never get over the video of them going through the things and then being like, well, that one speaks for itself because it was so bad. And <laughs> it was like, like a, yeah. <laughs> it was a fine solo. I don't know, whatever. They could not like it, but just the way that the, the air, well, that one speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. Those are the, those are the silly to end of the type Whereas of people like, who are more on the edge of music is objective. <laughs> they're sipping they're sipping their they're sipping their half beer half wine saying oh. I, was, I, was, I was gonna say cognac they were just, they're just sipping like whatever i made i made up a special disgusting drink for them to drink half beer half wine <laughs> something that no one <laughs> really no one in their right mind would ever do but gross. but something that steely dan could convince themselves is good <laughs> yeah like yeah i like this way more of being like okay they got a band and then the same guys tried it different ways like that's so much like that's so much fun yeah that's the part that got me about this later on i looked at the lyrics and there is something cool done in, in moon dance which is that he's the whole time the whole song he's comparing the nature to the girl so he's like saying you are like the moon and the moon brings out your features and stuff like that and then he's saying have a moon dance with you in the moonlight so he's really in a way it's saying the moon dance is him dancing with her she is the moon i think that's a bit of what's going on there and I think the rest of the album kind of adds up with that. A lot of nature, mm-hmm. universal themes, a bit like what we were talking about with X and Y and Coldplay at the beginning of like, kind of like this kind of universal, you know, theme, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature, yeah, et cetera. Everything being, everything being tied together, which I feel like is kind of like that Irish hippie shit. Oh man, man, this totally explains the gypsies thing that coming out later on his Irish. so fun. Uh, well, and, uh, and into the mystic. Yes, True. Yeah. Multiple gypsy references, which I was like, what the fuck, dude? That made me annoyed. Now knowing that he's Irish doesn't annoy me at all because I'm like, there's no actual gypsies in America. <laughs> gypsies I don't even Europe. know there were gypsies in, in Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah suppose they're all, all over, over Europe. Europe. Yeah. yeah, moved around all the place. So, right. Man, okay. The, yeah, we'll, we'll cut it on Moondance just for sake of time. It's a really cool really really cool song and it's one of those songs that you more you listen to it the more you like it which is yeah super it holds up. you can listen to it a lot i can yep. listen to it a lot and this song we'll move on to another song which is in his top five which is crazy love from a thousand miles yeah the heavens open every time she smiles and when i come to her that's where I belong Yet I run into her Like a river song She gave me love, 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 love She gave me love, 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 crazy She got a fine sense of humor When I'm feeling low down yeah, when I come to her, when the sun goes down Take away my trouble, take away my grief Take away my heartache, you know that like a thief She gave me love, 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 She gave me love, 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 crazy yeah, I need her in the daytime. Yeah, I need her in the 
peaceful one. That's nice. It's like very. You, uh, you don't play this one on your first date. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you'd be crazy. <laughs> you could if you wanted to freak the fuck out of somebody. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. You like this song? It's it's okay. Uh, to, to me, this song is fine. It's very Simon and Garfunkel-y. It's like very soft and wispy and gentle. It's not a bang bang love song for sure. No, no, no. It's 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 very kind and caring. Yeah, Lady Gaga doesn't write these types of love songs. No, Lady Gaga. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a good. I'm not. I'm never really been one for like love songs all that much, but. It's but, good. But it's like, you gotta um, admit the vocals, though. I mean, the vocals on this song are just super perfect. I mean, think yeah, they're yeah, perfect yeah. for the song. I, super intimate. Yeah, because like, I, as far as Van Morrison as a singer goes, he's definitely not one of my favorites. But th- this, to me, I think, yeah, is definitely the best version of, or like, a song that I like his vocals in the most. Like it's it's enjoyable because of his vocals, which I don't think is the case for uh, a lot of other songs. Like yeah, hi- I don't. Yeah. I don't know if any other songs with a highlight is actually his voice, but the hi- his voice is definitely the highlight. Oh, uh, a lot. Of, I think a cool. lot of people would disagree with you on that. Really? I wouldn't. You I wouldn't. Yeah, him, I wouldn't necessarily. You don't find his voice kind of annoying. I, I think some of his nasally stuff is just unique, but I I enjoy it, and uh, actually I I learned to like it more as we went along. Because I think really? it's at least it's consistent. Sure, He's got the I guess. ah ah, <laughs> which again uh, is explained by his Irishness, I imagine, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's, but it's yeah, definitely yeah. a very unique voice. That is for sure. I I, I will not deny you there. It is very unique. But uh, does that make me like it? No, I don't really like his voice. But I do really like his voice in this song. I think he he. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it's soft and sweet, uh, but I don't really have that much more out of this song than that. Like it's it's a nice song. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it the, is. the the I think their um oh shit the a xylophone or something. What is the, like the chiming in the back? I really like the chiming. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember noticing there being chimes and bells. It's basically just bells and acoustic and and him, if I recall. But no, yeah, I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. know what you're talking about. Whatever the bells are, I don't know. They're, they're really soft, though. They're really, really soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really like them. Yeah, when I come to her, when the sun goes down, take away my trouble, take away my grief. Yeah, really, really nice, simple, soft. There might, there might be some ooze there too. Oh, this is the first instance of him bringing in the the black background singers mm. i think yeah, i think without them this song is this is significantly worse yeah 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 i yeah, i think so too that was that was another another good point for me for this is that yeah i do like the chorus but yeah you didn't you say yeah this is like one of his top songs yeah i i knew this song this is definitely a hit yeah this is his number five song it's got over 100 million yeah, plays on spotify I guess I get, but I don't know. It's fine. Like to me, this song's fine. 
Or Moon Dance is a smash. This song is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I mean, you know, it, it is what it, I think it's. I think, like I said before, it's pinpoint it, exactly what he wanted to do. He did, and I think there's a lot of synchronicity yeah. on Moon Dance and Crazy Love. Crazy Love was right. obviously the simpler song to do, and I'm sure he wrote it in like 15 minutes. Um, but I also do yeah, want to yeah. note something just kind of funny that I noticed. Uh, so he wrote Crazy Love sometime in around uh, July, August 1969, and he had his first daughter, Shana Morrison, in April 1970. So basically, nice. she, <laughs> she's, she just conceived the Crazy Love, which is kind of a cool, <laughs> cool thing. Yeah, that is that that's that, that that's kind of cool. Do you think that's, Van Morrison bangs to his own music, or no? Absolutely not. Van Morrison does not do that. No, <laughs> I don't think so either. Van Morrison, Just wanted to get your opinion. That's that's not the vibe I get from this. His album cover may say differently, but I don't think so. He's kind of a radical dude. He's he's a very outspoken guy. Although mm-hmm. apparently, I read so I read the bio on this this album and apparently he's he was pretty a shy and introverted guy towards the industry people they all described him as kind of a mellow guy but once he got obviously once he got in the studio it was kind of like oh crap this guy's uh <laughs> this guy's a serious he's talent on one. yeah yeah he's uh, he's, he's 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 hiding some cards here mm-hmm. I, I very much doubt that he's like that anymore although he could be you know it's irish people they're nice and irish people are all pretty friendly i've, I've never met an angry irishman that isn't drunk what isn't there like a literally a thing called angry Irishman? Yeah, I said that's not drunk <laughs> though. Oh, that's not, oh, sorry, that's not drunk. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are drunk all the time, so it's kind of hard to say. Oh, that's true. That's true. We we don't know the alcohol intake during this Van Morrison recording, but could have been. Like, high. I've seen there's only one person that's listened to this in Belgium, one in the UK. No Irish people yet, so <laughs> we could talk all the shit we want. It's fine. True. Once they start popping up, we'll have to redo or edit over oh, this the, part yeah, of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Irish people are very nice and friendly and wonderful you know, part just, of culture. We, just, we could just cut it out. We don't need to say nice things. I'll say <laughs> just com- completely paste over it with like a separate vocal take on a different mic. Nice, perfect. And the then just take out some words. Or I could just yeah. input like not, you know? <laughs> Irish people are just drunk bastards, and then I could just put like not Borat, Borat. <laughs> Irish people are not drunk bastards, just piece of shit. <laughs> well, speaking of drunk bastards and uh, and doing so, we're gonna move on to gypsies and gypsies. caravan. Oh, Borat references this episode. Tell me everything I 
You want to run a little longer? No, no, just that. I just really like that little guitar. Little Turn up guitar. the radio and the yeah. That's definitely Van Morrison doing the the rhythm guitar there. Yeah, that's all he did on this album. Rhythm. I guess it's the rhythm. Uh, yeah, it, the, that main guitar. acoustic guitar, I think, really. Although there's du- there's there's a lot of double acoustic on this album, like t- two acoustics at the same time, which is very fleet. You know, Fleet Foxes does that through their yes. entire that entire album. But th- that's pretty much in every every song on this album. And really, there's only like six instruments used on this whole album. You got saxophone, yeah. piano, double acoustic guitar, vocals, backing vocals, and then some like bells, chimes, percussion stuff. Obviously, obviously the drums. So I guess seven, eight instruments. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you broke the drums down into their respective parts. I don't see this album as like huge scope in terms of instrumentation. I wouldn't guess that. No, not at all. Although it is very full and like floral yeah. and earthy. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, you know what, you know what this is a bit like. It's a bit like the Grateful Dead. Oh, uh, I don't know the Grateful Dead that well, but I know Me neither. They go, in, they go in blues, folk, mix yeah. a lot, right? Plus yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz, folk. Yeah. Although there's a lot of the blues on this album too. Yeah, we'll get there. No doubt. This song, this song is not that. This song, what, what would you put this song in? This is more folk. This, this song is, is definitely a, a one of the hits of the album, and it's a uh, folk fo- rock. It's a folk rock song. Jam. Yeah, it's yeah, a folk yeah. rock song. Good, good song. I like this song a lot. This is like a good. This actually might be the opener. This might be a fantastic opener. This I can see this it. album. This album to me shows what the rest of the album is going to sh- sound like more than that's anything. true. That's true. You got the you saxophone, know? you got the nice choruses, full sound, some broken and mm-hmm. just broken down, just acoustic and vocal sounds. You yeah. have pretty much every instrument on this some, on this song. That's true. Some some laws you could bookend this album with law songs, which would be really cool. Law songs, you know, la 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 songs. Oh, oh, la la la's. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Which you know, There's, Ben Morrison possibly would be might be the king of like. Oh, so far in our album crawling, this is the best. Some of the best la la lying. Although I I will stand to say that the best la la lying on this album is Glad Tidings. Oh, and we haven't gotten there yet. Don't worry. I know, I know, I know. I'm just giving a, <laughs> I'm giving you a little foreshadowing. But I did notice something very specific that I have to bring up because I just you know otherwise it's wrong. Uh, there is a missing la 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 here by Van Morrison, and it's a little overlooked. So here's a little Boy. missing missing la 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 coming up here. So you hear that? So the main vocal is first, la, la, but then the, the backing vocal actually becomes louder and then the main one pretty much settles entirely off. So it's like he basically, and he's, he did this on several of the takes where he goes big and then he just kind of like gets a little tired and then just kind of like, yeah, exactly. And just kind of like lays off. Is he actually just like, he forgot through. that he has to focus on the guitar because he doesn't know guitar that well. So he's like looking down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking down and, the, and it goes away from the mic. And no, but like no joking. That's like that could have been what happened because like I I don't know how easy it was back then to cut in takes and stuff like that. But I don't think it was that easy. So I think you know. I want I want that to be the case. Is that <laughs> you had to look down? There's a lot of mistakes on this album. Little little nicks and cracks here and there. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. It makes it I love it. Feel I absolutely yeah. love it. It's very yeah. organic. This song, yeah. this album is extremely organic, and 
You can Good. feel but, it. And tell me you don't want to have a beer with Van Morrison. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah, our yeah, on our beerometer. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what? Did, yeah, what did yeah, I say yeah, about yeah. Fleet Foxes? Did would you have a beer with Fleet Foxes with Robin no, Peckold? No, no. I didn't. I didn't want to either. No, I thought it would no. be a, a pretty boring, boring yeah. deal. But I would Q-tip? definitely have a beer with Van. Q-tip. But I'm I'm doing dog. more than beers. <laughs> Bring out whatever you got. Oh, uh, hanging, hanging with Q-tip. Definitely Aussie, fine. I'm, sorry, I'm going through the lift now. <laughs> yeah, Peter fine. Bjorn and John. Uh, I'm 100%. 100% having a nice beer with Peter Bjorn and John. Ozzy Osbourne. We're having a nice meal. I'm having a meal with Peter Bjorn. And yeah, John. it's civilized because they're Swedish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne is from Birmingham, so we're probably smoking just straight tobacco, rolled handmade tobacco oh, cigarettes and hashish, like like. <laughs> we're not going to listen to any middle eastern music are we that's one of those like Uh, any indian and middle eastern music pretty much evades the u.s ear holes yeah yeah probably yeah yeah um steely dan i'm throwing a drink in their face (laughs) they threw a drink in yours first tom mish and yusuf day is definitely having a beer with them oh no doubt no doubt Fats Waller, I don't. Is he like a human being? Like, do you have a like? He's like a caricature, but I'm definitely, definitely hanging with Fats Waller. He lived a fast life, so if you can catch him yeah. for five minutes for a beer, you know that's good. Yeah, you're right. I would go to a party with Fats Waller, right? Or he's a musician. No doubt. Aretha Franklin, I don't know what to touch that. I don't. I have no idea. I don't. Even it would know. be a civilized. I mean, it would be a nice, fancy. I mean, she got super rich and she was be, very high class. I, I'd be a little too intimidated. I don't know if I can handle it. We're too white. Yeah. yeah. But Van Morrison, 100% having a beer. Definitely. Chilling. Again, Especially this at this time. 25. He's 25 age, years old. He's, yeah, he's two years younger than me making this album. Yeah. That's a masterpiece. That feel? Makes me feel like I should have been playing music since I was 16 like he was. And then, then I'd probably be a lot better off making music. <laughs> man talk about a guy who was just born to play good stuff yeah yeah he's living his true life being a musician no Not doubt meant to do it, but he was meant to do it no oh, no doubt that about that calling. no doubt about that speaking of we we all come from it we all go to it let's talk about into the mystic i actually have a start time on the song so i'm gonna get to there to fucking finally do a dj intro and then you ruin it this is just an extended DJ intro. It's still, still going. It's going on right now until the time where I stop talking. Smell the sea and feel the sky. Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic. And where that foghorn blows, I will be coming home. Yeah, when the foghorn blows, I want to hear it. I don't have to fear it, and I want to rock your gypsy soul. Just like way back in the days of old. Yeah, magnificently we will fold into the mystic. I would give a lot of money 
to see him live at this to to see this live i should i, I want to look up a thing of it eventually i guess yeah i i would i would love to see that as well this song pro- like him belting during the chorus or whatever you want to call that like yeah oh, like, it gets me like, it, it's a 10 out of 10 it's an ace in the hole um I seriously feel as a musician, sometimes, you know, when someone's just going off, you know, yeah, like you feel in this, in this recording of this song, which is how I have to phrase it now, now that I understand how this, this was made in this recording, you feel like Van Morrison just said 10 out of 10. And every other musician was like, um, <laughs> I can't, I'm not sure I can match that, but I'll give it a shot. Feels yeah. like this song, if everyone was on Van Morrison's level would be one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. But but when I first listened to the song, I thought it was a dud. I actually thought that this song was going to be one of the most forgettable songs on the album. As I you know, listened to it all the way through, like two, three times, I thought to myself, this song is going to be a little bit too much of a, too hippie-ish for the mainstream audience. Like, this is not going to be a hit for him. Mm. Turns out it's his second, third biggest song. I am I really am still surprised by that. Although, I, I mean, I, I thought I the like same the thing. I, yeah, I thought that, I really liked it, but I thought that it wouldn't be a hit. So it was one of the rare instances that were like, nice. They got, they the people, they nailed it. They yeah, figured th- it out. I think, I think, I think people that like Van Morrison are very much this, like a, Into the like a, a cleaner, cleaner version of people, cleaner version of Grateful Dead people. Like they're kind of loose living people who okay. are friendly and warm, you know, nice, yeah. nice, friendly European people. That's very cool. I really like that. I think I could hang out with Van Morrison fans. Yeah, like I bet, I bet, I bet, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I would definitely love, I, I thought about this many times through that album. How cool would it be to go to a Van Morrison concert? Cause I would just, yeah. just cause the people would be so cool. That's a really good point. I think I 100% agree with you. I would, I would, I feel like if this is an album that he made, I think that any, if I just saw him live, I don't care what he played. I think it would all be pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's got to be because even the bad songs on this are still very listenable. And even if he made 40 more albums of this, I'd be like, yeah, I'd listen to a concert of that. And, I think that's what he's doing, basically. Yeah, I imagine that's what he's doing. And if, yeah, the people, and if the people I imagine, yeah, are listening to this are probably very, would also have a be with them. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the, the sweet part of the song is that, uh, that foghorn. That's the saxophone coming in. Organ. I thought it was an organ. I think it's, it's a saxophone. saxophone. It's, it could be a saxophone and an organ. Sure. It's a There's low definitely note. an organ in there. There's definitely an organ in there. I'm, oh, I forgot about the organ in my list of instruments. Yeah, there's an organ yeah. being played. Yeah. Really nice sound. And and the, the acoustic rhythm guitar is it's, it's exactly yeah. what Brown Eyed Girl is. Which is... I think it's just Van. It's just like a, 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 a Brown Brown Eyed Girl is just a two two note chord, yeah. and that's what this like down down down. It's just two. It's just uh, two two. And he does that through this whole album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think he, that's really kind of his 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 go to, and it's, it's a nice sound. It's simple. Yeah, it's good. It's simple. Oh, it's minimal it. and it's and this song. It really it works. A little, a little gentle, mystical little into the uh, mystic <laughs> yeah. flurring away that's what i imagine like when you when you do oh i think this is the sex song hammer-ons. this is a song about hey, sex this... oh nice it's not what did you think it was <laughs> it's not a sexy song to me at all i don't know what? i don't I, to me this song 
I hear the name. I hear the, he says horn blow. I think of like a bay and it's literally misty. And there's some like, I knew you were going to say this. I knew you were going to say that this is a song about sailing. <laughs> no, I, I think it was literally about sailing. I thought this is a homecoming song. I thought this is about him sailing into the bay coming home. Really? No, nah, dude, I totally think that this is things. like the, the... It's both things. Because Into the Mystic is going into the unknown, but yeah. then he hears the foghorn and wants to come home as well. Like it's, I thought it was about both of those things. When I hear the foghorn, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to, I don't have to fear it. Because, but he's going, but he's going home into the mystic. He goes home into the mystic? No, I don't know. I guess he's leaving into the mystic. But, but the foghorn, the foghorn says he's coming home. I totally thought that this was a song about sex and the sailing thing was all just a metaphor or an analogy. I don't know if there is sailing. I, didn't, I, I told you, I didn't read the lyrics. I, I'm like into the No, no I, I just... <laughs> but, uh, should... to, the lyrics seem very unimportant in this song. The lyrics are it's not unimportant feeling. at all. The, well, the feeling, feeling is definitely of, song, of utmost importance. The feeling because... is powerful, but I'm not sure what it is, but it's powerful. And that's but yeah, but matters. the lyrics, the, the feeling stems from the lyrics and the meaning of the song. That's why the lyrics are important. That's what. That's the yeah. way I think about it. To him, sure. I guess, but I don't. I don't. What I him, get yeah. out of the song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just feed off the emotions that he gets from those lyrics. But me, I can just feed off his sounds that he gives us while singing those lyrics. Yeah, totally. Uh, and of course, of course, that's. What I think that's one of the best parts about listening to music. I guess I'm. I'm always curious about what um, the artist was doing and like what you know. How, how am I digesting it? And then like, how are they meaning it for, for it to be not, not for them meaning it to be digested by people, but like, what did, what did, why did they make it? What, you know, what, why did Van Morrison make into the mystic? I think. Yeah. Why did he feel so compelled to make that? Because it's, it's, it's not, it's about him and a girl falling and folding into the mystic. It's not about him just be going into the mystic. It's, it's a love song. I think. Cool. Because like it says that. together, together we fold into the mystic. Is is said? I think a couple times. I know at least once. Oh, that's what he's saying. Yeah. I really thought about it. God, I, this is one of the albums where I'm like, I really didn't even remotely care to look up the lyrics. Oh, I mean, yeah, all, I mean almost I all of I these songs are up. love songs. Oh. Not that's not true. There's a lot of love songs, but there's also a lot of oh, for sure. But there's also a bunch of like, there's a redemption thing I mean, in here. Caravan too. is like a hang out with your friends song. Yep. Definitely. An adventure. Come running. Come running's know. a love song for sure. A year rough song, brand new day. Brand new day is about redemption for sure. It's like, yeah, that's a. These dreams of you is a silly song. A hippie. <sighs> Let's get into it. We're going out to come running, and we'll talk. We'll kind of carry this yeah. conversation into there. Into where? Right and, 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 and. When and rain will catch you. Come running into the mystic. Then you'll come running to me.
one of the shortest songs on the album. But man, is it one of the most enjoyable songs on the album. Oh. Really? Apparently I not. Mean, I mean, it's just it's, it's an easy listen to song. It's like a very formatted yeah. pop song almost. Like it's yeah, super easy to consume. A, and you, you might not like it after 10 listens, but you like it after two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, to me, it's just like a good song. It's not bad. I, I have no problems with it. Pretty template. But it totally, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. And you're like, yeah, oh, wow, cool. Um, to me, it, fit, it, it does do service to this album. And I, I see this album as like a very upright, like upbeat, bright summary album for the most part. Like it's very, but not like super bright. It's, it has its like deserved lows, but it's more of like, it's like a, it's like a evening summer hangout album. And yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, a bit, a bit like that. It, this song adds to that overall picture, so that's where I don't ding this song. But you think it's more of a filler? So that, what you just said is basically a filler. Yeah, it's filler, but it's a good filler. There's good and bad fillers. This is a good filler. Well, this is definitely the, the start of the start of the B side. Yeah. So calling it a B side yeah, filler is totally a, you. Uh, calling it calling it a filler b-side filler i don't think it would be i don't know well it would leave out the fact of these these other potential b-side fillers I, I i don't think it's a filler i think it's i think it's you know it's 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 not, it's not a song about anything unique and it's just it's, it's like a pretty class it sounds a bit like a who song or something like that where it's pretty surface level just nice little ditty type of deal yeah, exactly. I don't know. To me, it just doesn't like it. Doesn't have. It's very of the time. Very of the time. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe at, at, at the time it makes sense, like listening to it on the, like putting this on the radio and that being the song, but like in the context of this album, it just comes off as like, just like uh, nothing, like an interlude. Sur- surface level trash. Yeah, not, which is what it is in the grand scope of things. It's not- but it's not trash, though. I mean, like, but it was like the, these dreams of you and Brand New Day. Like, they're not like crazy triumphant things. It's like they don't completely downplay the song that much. But at the same time, this is two and a half minutes, and Brand New Day is five minutes. It's literally double the length of this. So it it, it does come off as just kind of it, I don't know. It plays as a nothing song, and that's that's why I feel bad. That's true. And that's where I stand, Paul. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Okay. Mm, let's move on to these dreams of you. I dreamed you paid your dues in Canada and left me to come through. I held for the right way. I do exactly just what to do. I dreamed we played cards in the dark and you lost and you lied. Well, then very hard to do, but hurt me deep. Ooh, sorry about the rough fade there, folks. But you know how I do things. 
what uh, what do you think about this song? Smoothly, nor does he give good intros. <laughs> no, it just it, I just go it goes. I'm like a binary music player. Song is on, song is off. Song is nexted. <laughs> yep, that's 100 correct, and it's the way music should be. Objectively um, speaking, what do I think of the song? This is the bluesiest song on the album, correct? Um, the baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I would think of it as. So straight I like blues it. Song. I like it. Yeah, I like it for its differentness, and I think it belongs in the B side. But it stands out for that reason, and that like, he's doing something new in this song. Um, kind of fun with the horns and the very strong bass line. Yeah, it's true. There's a very strong bass line in this song. It's this. It's it's a templated. It's a templated blues song. It's like yeah, exactly like one hundred percent, which is definitely why it's a B side song. I think basically any, and we could we could talk about this more. But basically, it seems like anytime an artist takes a templated song, like basically a copy of another song, except for with different lyrics, you end up with a B side, B side yep. song. Well, like when you got like. Moondance, where you're creating this whole new thing of something to do with like jazz music. That's crazy. And then you got yeah, this where you're just like, yeah, I, I like blues music. <laughs> then of course it's gonna get regaled to the B sides because it's like it's just not it's not original enough to be anything. But that doesn't make it a bad song. It's still a good song. It's just it yeah. is exactly what you'd expect. That's true. Uh, the harmonica song is on. This is is pretty nice. A lot yeah. of and and also some like almost like flamenco style blues or so sorry flamenco style acoustic guitar which i was just thinking it kind of kind of fits into blues guitar too i guess but kind of the you know what i'm saying i guess so yeah i didn't thought about the acoustic guitar at all yeah i don't know it all kind of adds together i like the i like the horns answering him in the chorus i think that's that that that's probably my favorite part yeah, da 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 da. da. Yeah, it, it could be like a, this 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 song may border on like, <laughs> like like with that and like the bass line, it kind of borders on like being too bluesy, like a little too on the nose, a little too cheesy. Being like, yeah, I like blues music. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Not 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 that bad. Like, I wouldn't feel bad playing the song. I wouldn't feel awkward. Like, I don't know. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I wouldn't either. Yeah, like. It, it's still really good. Like it's still a good, enjoyable song. Yeah, I think I think Van Morrison didn't try too hard. If he did, he yeah. could have gotten a lot, a lot worse. I think probably what broke it was like the, the acoustic guitar was not was not you know very formatted. Where like the acoustic guitar could have continued the dun 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 dun, dun but instead it didn't really do that. It kind of did the which made makes yeah. it adds a adds a little spice to it. Has a little folky, folky spice to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, lyrics of the song are strange. Um, I had to look up what the hell was going on with the song because I just couldn't figure it out. But Van Morrison basically said he had a dream about Ray Charles getting shot, and that kind of stemmed what the song's about. But the rest of the song is kind of nasty, actually, about a woman. It's like he's saying, like, I dreamed that you cheated and lied and did all this stuff, and then it, and then basically it turned out to be true. <laughs> so it's kind of a nasty song oh. but but i think it's not uh i think it's it's a little bit it's a little bit more innocent than i just made it out to be but it's kind of a kind of a, one of the nastier songs but it's still vague he doesn't explicitly say that 
So of course, it is 1970, right? When this came out. Yeah, 1970. Yeah. No one's gonna be over the top about such accusations. No, no, he ain't calling anybody hoes on Moon Dance. <laughs> Talking about how they have uh, DAP. So. Uh, DAP? Dry ass. DAP. All right. Uh, speaking of, let's move on to brand new day. BND. Young sun begins to shine. I see my freedom from across the way. And it comes right in. But it shines so bright Yet it gives so much light Yet it comes from the sky above Make me feel so free Make me feel like me Yet it lights my life with love Yet it sings and it feels like, feels like, and it seems like, and it feels like, a brand new day, a brand new day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lost, double. With my hands behind my back. You think Aretha would be proud about this one? I think so. You know, is this the same year? Is it not? 1972, I think, was Amazing Grace. Wow, so this is before that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this could I, easily be a gospel song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like this song. Yeah, this is a nice one. It's it's really nice. It's it's definitely more dense, like intricate, 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 yeah, intricate musicianship. There's a lot going on in this. Yeah, and you can tell it's all freestyle. There's a that piano is is very sounds exactly like like a free bird Leonard Skinner piano. Did you ever get that or like Tuesday's Gone? Is it bad that I was like, is this sort of like classical? I'm like, they're going ham. Like I don't even know what kind of playing that is. I guess it's gospel. I, I don't know. Like they're going, they're all, all over the place. And it's like, I think yeah. it's so much fun. Like I, it's, I, I think my favorite part of this whole song. Yeah. I, I think the musicians had a lot of fun with this one because it's a really simple song chord wise. So you have to fill in that space with something. And I think they just kind of figured out yeah, kind of like, moon dance, out. I mean, this is really the whole album. They just were like, Hey, we have a blank space and we have a similar, we have a really simple structures you know, really basic, mm-hmm. simple structures where we just have to fill it in. And they were just yeah. meshed really well. And that's what did it. That's what this album is. Yeah. There's a bunch and of and the, musicians the musicians aren't even linked. They don't even have their own Wikipedia pages. These are just random people, basically, that, that Van Morrison knew. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's crazy to me that, that you know, this is excellent piano work. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I think and, it's so good. And the acoustic guitar and is pretty simple which is the van morrison part but then you also have the lead 
electric guitar over the rhythm, but they all just work really well together. Forget about each one independently. They, they just work excellent. Well, and Speaking, but like talking about them independently, like they're all, it, it, it does feel like they're all kind of like doing their own thing. It, they're all like, it seems like they're all left to their own devices, but at the same time, it does feel extremely cohesive. Yeah, like, that's what makes it jazzy. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's what makes it jazzy for sure. That's where the improv comes in. And that's that's the good part about jazz. The bad part about jazz is the same thing, except for bad done. It's the same me. thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is annoying. And this is the time where you're like, damn, it all just somehow works. Do you think they were doing drugs during this album? It was 70. They're smoking a lot of pot. Yeah, of course. A really bad weed. Yeah, really bad weed. I think Van Morrison smoking pot. Yeah, he definitely smoked a whole bunch of pot. Into the Mystic? Paul, Into the Mystic. He was literally singing about gypsies on this album. You think he's not so Oh, that's weed? true. That's true. He's probably smoking blunts the size of his forearm. No, no. They don't know what smoke blunts. They smoke little joints. They have a good time. That's true. Really garbage but, uh, twig twig was, weed. It, yeah, he was in New York. With, uh, I'm pretty sure the weed is shitty now. Like, they just don't. Yeah. Come on. Great weed by their comparisons, though. True. By their standards. Definitely gonna, true. You're gonna you're gonna make our listeners yawn, Paul. You can't give them this B side yawning. We gotta we gotta amp up the energy on the B side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's carry through on this B side, which let's carry it to the best song in the album. Everyone, I'm so I'm already I'm already yawning. Yeah. <laughs> My dear lord, this is the song called "Everyone" by Van you Morrison. Know, I would like to decree. <laughs> Is this the best harpsichord you've ever heard? I think it's a harpsichord. Of course it's a harpsichord, but no, the Paris song, uh, Paris 2004 is better. Okay. See episode 8? 10? No, I think that's 8, yeah, or 9. That's enough of that. Van Morrison's a fedora guy. Yeah. Okay, so this song, uh, yeah, what do you think about this song? I don't like it. Yeah, this is my least favorite song just because that harpsichord is just brutal. It's just brutal. Yeah, well, it's not just the harpsichord, though. It's the whole chaotic nature. It's like just like everything. Like it's just all over the place. Like what is he trying to do here? What, so is I, what he's trying to do There's with no the song, song is, is he's, he's trying to recreate Irish society. Is what the song is about. Uh, I think this is my this is my 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 take at what the song is. I think it's a song about him returning to Ireland, and he's saying one day we're all going to walk the streets and go by the lakes again. And this is like kind of a yeah a, an expression of that what that's going to be like. So yeah, I guess which makes this, it makes a lot more is, sense, right? To have a harpsichord. Yeah, and, and this was the song where when you said he was Irish, I was like, oh okay, that explains this song a lot more. This is like the Irish folk. Song is super Irish. Yeah, yeah, which makes us not like it at all. I'm just like, this is fucking annoying. This is it's, just annoying. It's song. just annoying. If you if you replace that harpsichord with the piano, you maybe you have a better song. But maybe. Um, that's enough on that. Let's move on to uh, Glad Tidings. One of the best songs. In LA, you down low when these 
seriously had me smiling so many times i can't that's the exact the exact same way i feel about this like this is a song that makes me literally happy in a way that like i feel like this is kind of just like brown eye girl but because i haven't heard it a million times it's good now oh i think it's better than that no? you think it's better than that i mean like, I it's think, great the, I love the lyrics are also excellent oh really oh tell they me back up more. they back up they back up what the song's about they back up what the song is or what it feels like anyway basically it's saying like yeah you know you're gonna get hassled you're gonna you're gonna have this shit you're gonna have this happen you're gonna go get a job and people are gonna be doing stuff but always remember that you can be surprised basically it's kind of like you can you can expect all these things that people tell you is going to happen with your life to happen but also you're going to don't forget that it's still going to surprise you it's basically saying life is mundane but it's still beautiful and what a fucking wow i love yeah. that and I, what a great way you know i don't expect this album to end like this but then it did it, it's a perfect like, ending to an album it's a, it's a just I, a just an this, absolute just really underrated song this is i think this is one of the most underrated songs we found i i can't believe it i cannot believe this is not a, is this is not a known song like is it not on his best ofs i don't know not like, at all this song's this song fucking rules yeah I mean, so good. it's also it's a, a super ahead of its time. I think that intro part, this part, right? Yep. Just, hey, just, we solo just listened to bass it, but... intro. Talk about fucking. That could be that could be there. looped and put on a Target commercial in 2019, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, that's a stock song made in 2020." Like, yep. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. That's I mean, that's just how simple and beautiful and timeless it is. This song, yeah, I well, this album starts off on the worst, possibly the worst opener. This might be the best, like one of my favorite album closers. We haven't really talked about album closers, but this is definitely setting a standard for it. Yeah, because, well, this is, I I would say this is a surprising album closer. I typically think of an album closer as two things. One, very grand and being like, look at what we've done. This is the end of the thing. Or very quiet and solemn and saying like, okay, now we're exiting and now this is over. A la the Fleet Foxes album. You know, it's like the very simplistic ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a different thing altogether. Like, oh, you know what? Let's just leave you on like a happy note. Like now we're all done and... This is, you know, it's been fun and we've had a good time and yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it, it's one of the most hopeful songs of all time. And to call to call this a soul album, I think is accurate. And to end it on this, 
This is like one of the best perspectives I've ever heard. It's a, it's really a childhood perspective. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote the song when he was like 19, because this is a feeling I think that you don't really get when you, when you grow older is that like, uh, you know what? Like I kind of, it, you, you see so everything happening. Yeah, exactly. You see everything happening as a kid and you expect that it's going to happen to you. But then when you get older and it actually happens to you, you get, you still fall for it. You know, you still get sad and, and, and get caught up and frustrated with life. But the song is basically kind of that perspective set in stone, which is, I think, I think, man, it's stunning. I'm going to use the word again. It's like, this album is like a miracle. Like I, it's, I feel like I feel, feel lucky to have listened to this album. Like I feel lucky that this album exists because it's just so, so pure. There is, yeah, there there is really some sort of, I don't know. Like, and like I said, like I listened to this and I, I was expecting one thing and I didn't get that. And I ended up being like really, really impressed. And yeah, I, I listening to it again and again, I, I kept wanting to come back to it. Like I said, like I would buy this just to have it to be around to listen to. Cause it's like, it's got this special quality that just makes it so returnable. It's so warm. It's so welcoming. Like it's such like a nice, it's like a big warm hug. I, I think like, I think if this album was made in America, it would be a lot colder, <laughs> or a lot yeah. more, or a lot more poppy. One of the two. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. There's something. There's something that's so quintessentially Irish about it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe he's fucking Irish. I cannot believe that. Yeah, no. This is this is so much fun. I, I really, and I, I, yeah, I cannot get over this song, and uh, it's just such a cool way to end an album. I never would have even think to end an album like this. Like, just like you know, what, fuck it. We're happy. Like this is nice. Yep. <laughs> Life is good. And you're like, oh fuck yeah, that's all that rules. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> yep. Thanks, man. Thanks, George. <laughs> thanks to George. George Van. George Van Morrison. George Ivan Mer- Morrison. Yeah, whatever. Fucking Van. Yeah. You Dutch pieces. He shit. also apparently all his fans call him Van the Man. He's got he's got a ish cult following. Obviously, it's a gigantic cult following, but he's got some people yeah, yeah. who absolutely love him. I can see it. That's awesome. I love that. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He's made enough money. He's done good. No doubt. So we got to pick a song off the album. Um, I mean, I was coming in thinking "Glad Tidings," so if you're good with that, that's going to be the one that I pick. Oh fuck yes, "Glad Tidings." Of course, of course, "Glad Tidings." Not even a question. All right. It is going on the album crawl playlist. Find it on Spotify. It's only on Spotify. So if you're not on Spotify, get on Spotify, you loser. Apple Music sucks. Amazon Music, foolish. You're a fool. Get on Spotify. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that's going to close out Moon Dance. And Jay, I'm super excited to hear uh, about what is coming up next week so fill us in so hold on hold on hold on hold on so my album came to for for two different things the first is that we um paul and i oh well, first we had the rule. Well, the rule is that we do not pick albums from the same decade for the next. Yeah, when yeah, basically it's a not pretty, a super strict rule, but it's a pretty strict rule. It's pretty strict. Well, like it's it's easy to do. You just, I mean, you have ten years you don't pick from. 
Yeah. And then and everything else is fair game. But what I noticed is so far, we've largely stayed to modern and the pretty far past, and we haven't done the more recent past. Like, a la like yeah. The nineties. That so, we haven't touched on the nineties at all, I don't think. Well, first I wanted to do the eighties, but then I decided to do the nineties, which we technically have suck. done. We've only done Astro Lounge, which is '99, so that doesn't really count. Um, Still definitely counts. That's, that song is quintessential '90s. Wait, no, Tribe Called Quest is '90s too. That's true. '92. Yeah. And we've only done 14 yeah. episodes, so 17% of our stuff has been in the '90s. It's pretty good. So yeah, the other one was the '80s, and so I had something to do with that. But whatever. Regardless, the other thing that brought me to this is that Paul and I recently had a realization. Oh, we were informed. I was informed that I informed Paul. Uh, we had found a cover of a song called Today by the Fruit Bats. Yep. And I was informed that that is actually a cover of a Smashing Pumpkins song, which yep. I, I was vaguely familiar of, vaguely familiar with. But Yeah, I like uh, the Smashing like, Pumpkins. Oh, that song. That's a song. That's a, This is a thing. And so I landed on that. So we're doing Siamese Dream, 1993, by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh my gosh, so nineties, dude! I, all... I, I've, I think I've gone through. This. Wait, is, oh wait, not Melon, not, not Melon, Melon Colley Colley and and the Infinite the... Sadness, which is a double album, and that album super long. We're doing the less it's long, tr- but still like quadruple album, still long. Well, that's like deluxe. Album. That's like a deluxe edition. Outrageous. Um, it's still long. It's I, I believe sixty-three minutes, but uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's some classic '90s garage. Oh art. my gosh! And you know you have to end on today. You have to play today to to leave us. So that's that's what we're doing next week. All right, we will catch you guys then. Here is the not the first song off the album, which is what we normally do, but today is what it is. So here we go.